You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, my future predictions will be so futuristic, you'll need a future prediction to tell what it was after I already said it. This is Melanie. And in the future, you won't have to worry about passing that drug test to get the job. Because the jobs will be the ones giving out the prescriptions, so they know they'll have workers that can do more, sleep less, and still be numb and happy. And this is Jesse. When Grawlix Podcast updates their privacy policy, we'll just release the podcast as usual, except we'll Grawlix all names, dates, and generally pertinent information. Oh, that's so funny. I have been updating our privacy policy. <laughs> GDPR, man. It's a bunch of GDPR, if you ask me. So so do you have to update our privacy policy, whatever mm. that is? Te- technically, if you service users at all in the UK, you're supposed to. And we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're big in Germany. Yeah, we're huge. We're like the David Hasselhoff podcast. I was just going to say. <laughs> Germany and Canada, they love us. It's bad. Uh, speaking, Japan. speaking of, uh, Baywatch is uh, available on Prime. So is, like, I literally it? have to pay nothing to go ahead and watch that movie, and uh, I still don't want to. Yeah, you heard my review on it. It's not. It's <laughs> not. There's a couple laughs, but man, it's not worth it. Yeah. Right. It's so dumb. It exists, but it should not. It should be one and of the half. Instead, of, yeah. I'm going to watch <laughs> Predator 2. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Even Predator 2, I would, yeah, do that one. <laughs> Still more stars than a Baywatch. I wonder what I would give Predator. I'm kind of interested. Would it be like 3.25? Mm-mm. No. 3.75? No. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's better than a 2.9. Oh, that's right. 2.8. Just at least a quarter is better than a little bit of the top of the star. Not there. Not there. Jasper. Oh, he's so silly sometimes. I think you guys should do a cinematic universe that is just sequels. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be good. Mm -hmm. I was saying on. um, But Evil Dead 2 doesn't count, right? No, it's basically its own thing. Right. Evil Dead 2 is such an interest, yeah, because it's a sequel make, a re-sequel. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, which would be the first time that movie was remade. Mm-hmm. That, that's one thing. I think it's. I think it was last week's uh, Garlic's Cinematic Universe. I talked about, I mean, it's kind of why the cinematic universe, why the pod, that podcast exists, why the theme is that, but it's, I find it so odd that almost, almost every time we pick a set of movies- we have to be like, all right, which one? We're going to do <laughs> Predator and Terminator. Okay, which ones? You oh, know, yeah. Like, and actually, I guess it's kind of rare that this next next one, which will be Buffy, the Vampire Slayer movie, and Cabin in the Woods, there's, that's one of the very few cases where neither is multiple movies. Well, Cabin in the Woods can't be. And the other one had TV series, so that's kind of like a sequel. Yeah, but if you give me the option to do the TV series, Jasper would be watching a lot of Buffy. Right. I am aware. And he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't. He would put up with it. 
Jasper makes me nervous. Jasper makes me nervous the same exact way <laughs> Melanie makes me nervous every episode. What? I'm always like, Jasper, so did you watch these movies yet, Jasper? <laughs> yeah, no, I watched them. Okay. How, how'd you watch them? I watched them the other day on YouTube. Oh, okay. You rent them? Yeah. Then I, I don't think he did. I think he, then he waits till like the night before and then he actually watches them. Hey, dude, turn on Plex. Why? <laughs> what are you watching? Yep. Don't <laughs> you lie to me. <laughs> That's not what Melanie does. Melanie just, just doesn't read it till the day of, but yeah. it's still, either way, it makes me nervous. I get through it though. Almost always. Even today, I woke up like three hours early and slept through them all. Almost. Slept, slept through the first two hours that I got up. Oh, you woke up and then went back, fell I, back I, asleep when you I went to read up, it? I came out here, started reading it, passed out while I was reading it, and then finished it after you woke me up. Is is, is that your review of the <laughs> what we're talking about today? <laughs> the end. No. Hey, welcome to the Grolics Podcast, episode number 71. Wow. 71. Whoa, we are getting there. Yep. But like about to get wait no wait, are we there yet no social are security? we getting yeah. there yes social security at age 103 probably by the time we, we get won't there. get any no we won't we won't we won't get we won't anybody to take care of us either nope oh you just want entitlements that you paid into for the whole entirety of your working life yeah no yeah how unreasonable of us yeah weird about to get real angry for no reason that has <laughs> on a subject that we you, shouldn't even be talking about you, on this podcast. You, you know, Let's move on. you know what you would do if you if you had an infinity gauntlet right now? Snap. Snap. Mm. <laughs> would not be random though. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> hey, hey, why why would we be talking about the infinity gauntlet again? Again. It's like infinity month over here. Where yeah, where where'd this come from though? I'd be like, I feel like Somebody decided we were going to talk about Infinity Gauntlet. It's almost like there was somebody ran a poll and there was a list of things they could choose on that poll and yeah. they chose it. They did. They, they did? They did. It's the Grolix poll list. We have one and it was on there and it won. What? Yeah. What was on there? The um, Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah. Marvel, it was. Uh, Marvel Infinity Gauntlet was on the Grolix poll list, which you can find at GrolixPodcast.com. Yeah, it was, and and it won because uh, I don't know because people wanted it. How did it even get on there? It, it, can people add things to this poll list? Yeah, I think it was Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Just read it. anytime there's time. I think it was Brandon. <laughs> Everything we read is Brandon. Brandon, this is your doing, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's been on there for a while though, but it's been on there for a long time. That's so, yeah. So it could have been. It, it could have been. See, I, I don't know. if this teaches you anything, it should be about perseverance. Usually, if Brandon adds something though, it's like Spawn or something that he's like uh, given us some warning on. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "We got to add some Spawn on here." So then, this just like, must be some right. random random person that was like, "These people haven't read this. What's wrong with them?" That could be, yeah. <laughs> Probably, because we do. We're like, no, we haven't read this ever. Hey, hey, listener, you know what we haven't read? Batman. <laughs> Not that I'm feeling some Batman or anything, but maybe Batman. Maybe, but let's find out for sure. It's been a while since we read some Batman. There is, there is no Batman currently on the list, I, unless I you count Trinity by Matt Wagner. Because technically that's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Is that what that is? Yeah. That's Trinity? Oh, psh. Should've I'm pretty sure tilted the scales sure. a little bit. <laughs> Should have tilted the scales on that one. But you didn't, right? So let's see. I didn't. 
who did and where who, did. Who's who's winning? What are, what are we reading for July? Yeah, that's yeah, let's a, find out. That's a great or, question. Hey, you know you know what? It's All Star Superman. Oh really? Yep, big time. <laughs> did, you, did you hear the excitement? In <laughs> <voice>? <laughs> oh really? I I am I am interested uh, in second place is Saga. So I, w- will we do like Wait. volume two? Yep. Because oh we've already gosh. done we've already done Saga, but somebody added Saga again. So that's rocks. Yeah. So that'd be volume two because we did volume one. I don't remember which episode, but we did volume one. Yeah, that rocks. All right. Let's do volume two. I'm not even sure if I'm done with volume two. Really? <laughs> we I, don't, are, I don't. See know. how much more excited we are about August. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the what they break up into. I've only read like a couple years of it. I know. I uh, last month, volume two. You. No, volume two would definitely be, that'd probably still be within the first year that it was being published. Okay, well then. There are only usually like six, five, six issues. Oh, you're right. Okay, so then yeah, I probably have. Uh, And I ain't promising no omnibus reading in a month. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. I I know I already, I think I said this last month, but uh, listeners, uh, at one point our poll list was getting pretty slim, slim pickings, and we kind of give a a call out for people to add some stuff, and you guys did, big time. Oh yeah. So thank, thank you. That's awesome. There's there's a lot of stuff on there now. Are there? Yay! Thanks. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's a, a lot of interesting stuff too. A lot of varied stuff. I'll have to look someday. Both Infinity Gauntlet that we're talking about this episode and All Star Superman were like the two big big name things that have been on there for a long time. So they both had like way more votes than a lot of the other stuff because the other stuff's the new stuff that just got added. So yeah. right. So I think we're through the bulk of like. <laughs> Some of that might even be first year editions, like yeah. that's been on the poll for literally years at this point. Yeah, yeah I think we've we've gotten through all of that. Now this is that's... all stuff that's at least second year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least year two. So is All Star Superman like all the different Supermans? No, no, it I, should be. <laughs> is, it's, is it Grant Morrison? Yeah, Grant Morrison. I like Grant. You like Grant Morrison? But I'd like it better if it was like all the Supermans fighting each other. I have not read All Star All Star Superman, but I have seen, and I know I'm sure it's different, but I have seen the DC animated feature based on it. Oh, okay, interesting. I'm sure. Have I? I think so. Okay. I'm not sure. I know I didn't make you like watch all the anime DC, especially like Superman. I don't know if I'd have like been like, hey, Melanie, you want to watch this, huh? Mm-hmm. But some of the older like maybe Justice League and Batman ones I watched with you. Yeah. I know um, I've read like the first issue or two of All Star Superman, but I haven't read like the first. It's basically one volume, right? I think so. I think it's just like a yeah, like a limited like a mini series or something, right? Yeah. So I haven't read all of it, but I have read like the first two or three issues or whatever that first like mini arc is with Lois. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> Lois is in there. Lois is in it. With in a Superman book, it's weird. You just ruined everything. I'm I sorry. I am sorry. That was the big. That I've... was the big twist. Whoops. Oh, can I sidetrack us for a brief moment? <laughs> sure. I finally watched Split. Oh, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I only waited two years to watch it, but, you know, and I'm not one to just jump on poo-pooing on M. Night Shyamalan because everybody does. I'm all about poo-pooing M. Night Shyamalan because he's a disappointment in general. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but, like, I was thinking about it, and for real, like, not since, like, Unbreakable was the last, like, movie that I consider a good movie that he did. And it was only his second one. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's done stuff. There's just always something. There's always something about the movies. Like, I, and why I say he's a disappointment is because I think as a 
director, like in terms of like uh, shot construction, and he always works with great cinematographers. The cinematography is almost always amazing, and his pacing and stuff is pretty good. It's just as a writer, he needs to get out of his own behind. Right. You know yes. what I mean? Stop being a megalomaniac. Yeah. So, so, and there's always something like the village was okay, but I don't know. I was going to say like village was probably the last one I enjoyed. And then I saw signs and that was the last one I went and saw. Yeah. Signs was the first disappointment for me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, and again, there's that sucked, that sucked really hard because it started off and I was thinking it was going to be okay. And then it was not. Yeah. He just, hmm. And Lady of the Water owes me an hour and a half of my life, okay? Yeah, no doubt. That movie owes a lot of people. <laughs> the Visit was okay. Is that the Mark the... Wahlberg one? No, that's the... Oh, okay. That's the... You're thinking... I was to say, nobody happening. liked that one. You're, no, you're the Visit was... really minority there. <laughs> no, the Visit was the like kind of like found footage style. It's not really found footage. It's the kids are taping the movies, the, what the kids videotaped, hmm. where they go and stay with their parent, their grandparents. And things are weird. Yeah, that. And there's a twist. There's issues that I have with that. I don't even know what this is. Like, I, I just gave up after Lady in the Water. I was like, no, n- no more. It's really not bad, but it's kind of a case of like, you expect total garbage from a story per- point of view. Right. And it, it wasn't that bad. There's one scene at the end where it's just like, he couldn't help himself. Get that out of there. Get that out of there. He's a hammy guy. He's hammy. Yeah. He is. But, uh. <laughs> It's not bad, but split. Yeah. So split has hammy moments and I kind but of it's expected McAvoy. That. So you forgive it. Yeah. Like McAvoy's so good. And there's so many, po- the thing with that movie is I think it works despite M night Shyamalan because there's so many points where it could fall on its face so hard, mm-hmm. but it, at least for me, it didn't, it still worked. Like I thought it was good. And I knew that there was the whole tie in thing. Mm hmm. I think we talked about that on this podcast. Yeah, because I hadn't planned on watching the movie. Right. Was it tie-in? Spoilers for Split, which we've already spoiled on the show before, but everybody knows. it. At the end, it ties into Unbreakable. Oh. His other good movie. Okay. Well, maybe movie. I should watch it then. And so the next movie will be, uh, it's going to have uh, Mr. Glass. It's going to have uh, Bruce Willis's character. It's going to have The Beast. Cinematic universe. It's a cinematic universe. Cool. So what would that the M Night universe is actually kind of a good title, but <laughs> well, I wonder what that would I guess it'd be the unbreakable universe. I don't know. The Shamalamalers. Shamalamalers. <laughs> the slam Hey, welcome to Shlamaverse. It's a disappointingly realistic superheroes <laughs> universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So if the premise is stupid, then so is everyone's favorite movie. <laughs> right? You know what? Maybe he should stop. They're going to ruin Unbreakable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, also, I kind of can't stand Bruce Willis at this point. He hasn't been I, in, th- in a I, long time, you know so who, I don't know. You know who ruined Bruce Willis for me? Kevin Bruce Smith. Willis? Kevin Smith. Yeah, his stories did not help. but It no, like totally yeah. broke the glass on who Bruce Willis is. And is I he was a mean like, person? He's, he's awful. Even yeah. the people he's like nice to previously. Well, even Stallone, like like they did the Expendables movie, and Stallone had enough of him. Oh, and called him out in a tweet or something, but called him out because uh, Bruce Willis wouldn't do the next Expendables movie unless they paid some like insane amount of money. But he would, and he would only work for like two days or something. And he's like, I'm not gonna 
pay you that much to work for two days. Like either you come work for like a week or something or you're not getting that much and he wouldn't do it. So Stallone called him out. It's like, he's greedy and lazy. Done with him. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow. Okay. Greedy and lazy. Yeah. No, he just sounds like a big jerk. Well, okay. So he sounds like a big jerk to people. I guess for some directors, this isn't the case. So I think he didn't, I think the whole Kevin Smith thing obviously sounds like he had no respect for Kevin Smith, which is, you know. Wouldn't surprise me. Which is fine, I guess. But like, why? Why agree to do it then? Right. Because he, he, because in the movie that Kevin Smith, it's not a good movie either. Cop Out. Uh-huh. The, oh. It's like the one Kevin Smith movie that he didn't write. Right. He was just trying like. He's the opposite of M. Night Shyamalan? <laughs> no. Oh, well, he, Shyamalan only does movies he writes, but. No, no. I'm saying he shouldn't do movies that he writes, and Kevin Smith should only do movies that he. Oh writes. yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, for you're real. right. Yep. Man, Shyamalan just needs like a he needs a script editor or somebody to be like. Kind of, kind of like George Lucas, man. Like when he had other yeah. people uh, basically keeping him in check, his movies were brilliant. And then when he could do whatever he want, he made midi chlorians. I think that's true of a lot of a lot of artists in different ways where. Some people need restrictions. They need to like be reeled in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, ever since like that whole thing where it's just like, yeah, okay, Bruce Willis is kind of a jerk, like in his performances, like even that he's in one scene in Split at the end. He doesn't like do anything, but just the look on his face. Yeah. Maybe it just soured me on the Bruce Willis look, but I'm just like, oh, he just looks like a jerk now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he seemed part of what was interesting about him in Unbreakable is just he seemed broken. <laughs> he seemed vulnerable. The yeah, whole time, right? As, you know, which is an interesting juxtaposition between the fact that he's in, invulnerable, you know. Yeah, but he's emotionally vulnerable. But McAvoy was cool. Mac- yeah, McAvoy was good. And what's her name? Um, she was in The Witch. I can't remember her name. The actress, the like the lead actress in that. I thought she was good too. Uh, sorry, lead actor in that. She was good too. Why can't we call them actresses now? They don't like it. Why? I don't know. It's stupid. I'm not an actor. That's that's just dumb. Don't separate them. Based on their gender? Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a thing. It, I don't know when it happened, but it happened. So. Well, I don't like it, so they can get over it. I don't think they're going to. Well, I'm going to keep calling them actresses so they can suck my, you know what? <laughs> oh, hey. 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 So about that book that we were reading. So this episode, we're talking about the Infinity, we're talking about Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. is an American comic book published by Marvel Comics. The story was written by Jim Starlin and penciled by George Perez and Ron Lim. I'm sorry if I'm mis... It's L-I-M. Lim? Lim? It was initially released as a six-issue limited series from July to December of 1991. Also, did not realize this was technically a 90s comic. Hmm. It felt very 80s to me. It did. I mean, 91 was still kind of 80s, but... And uh, according to Wikipedia, as the main piece of a crossover event... Some plot elements were featured in tie-in issues of other Marvel publications. Okay, I guess I didn't need to read that because that <laughs> seems obvious. I had never read this. As we discussed, if you listened to last episode, which why didn't you? Yeah. L- yeah. Loser. Then you're missing the tie-in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is Infinity yeah. Month. This is like jumping to issue three of Infinity Gauntlet. You don't know what's happening. No. Uh, so, so, man, I wish I could have made that Infinity podcast thing work. Anyway. I, but in hindsight... How in the I don't, world would you have done I that? I don't think it would have. No. I don't not not the way I was planning to where I was gonna break up each issue and like do a podcast for each issue. That would not have been fun. No. But it would have been like big I was planning a big crossover thing. 
Well, we can do something like that some other time. We will someday, but it'll have to be based on a better core concept than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, as I said, I'd never read this before. Mm-hmm. I, I read half of it, and then we went and seen the movie, and then I read the other half. Do you think the movie colored your uh, opinion of the book? Not really. Okay. No, not really. It's kind of interesting reading half of it, not having watched the movie, and then the other half after watching the movie. I think the movie maybe helped me get through the second half a little quicker. I don't know. Really? Say I say that because I watch I watched the movie before I read any of the book, and the second half was still easier to get through than the first half of the book. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the first half of the book is here's this person and this person and that person and this mm. person and this person and that person, and I don't give a crap about any of those people. It did take a while to get like actually moving. Right. Things and then happening. The second half of it is you know stuff happening. Well, some of some of that is a little too, but enough of it's good that it you know keeps going. Okay, interesting. I thought maybe it was just because I'd seen the movie. Good call. Uh, Jesse, you had read this long time ago? Long time ago, yeah. So some of this was like rediscovering it because I'd forgotten some of it. And it's, you know, it's such a product of its era, like uh, like uh, Doctor Strange having like a minotaur in his house kind of thing. That's kind of awesome. I want that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, who's this big guy? That's funny. It is weird though. It's very weird. And then uh, like uh Gamora in her in her costume from the era, I was just like, "Whoa, totally forgot. Totally forgot about that." Like totally different and like the Guardians aren't even a thing at this time. Mm-hmm. Like they're a thing, but it's a totally different group. It's not not the group that we're used to because Gamora was part of the uh Infinity Watch. So, yeah. But now they have nothing left to watch over, so. Yeah. Melanie, what did you think? Of the book? Yeah. I kind of liked it. Really? Yeah. You know, the beginning of it was crap, and I could do without most of it. They could they could shear off a big chunk of it, and I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. And maybe even some of the other stuff. But I liked I liked where they went with the characters, mm-hmm. at least some of them. And the things that I predicted were going to happen that did happen, I was still okay with because they should. So... How did this strike you? Like, how do you remember feeling about it when you first read it versus like now, Jesse? Like now it feels much more dated. It feels much more a product of its time. Whereas at the time it was just awesome because it was all my favorite characters in one book. If that makes any sense. It's, it's just like, I don't know. Like it didn't, it it wasn't unusual because everything in that era was kind of big and crazy. Mm. You know, you had the the living tribunal, you had eternity, you had all these cosmic elements all the time in the comics at that time. Now we don't have any of that hardly at all. Like if we do, it's because there's some crazy space crossover that happens. But we have much less of that now in the Marvel Universe uh, and obviously not in the MCU until now. So like he, the entity of death, she pops up once in a while, you know, but like back then... All that stuff happened a lot more often in the books like um, Silver Surfer, basically, and then uh, Infinity Watch after this. So you had these characters kind of popping up all the time. So I, I don't know. It, like it was, it was a little, it felt a little dated, but it also, like, it still feels like pretty solid writing overall. So in, in terms of how Marvel liked to do big crossovers, I still feel like this is one of their better ones. Yeah, I would agree with the one other thing that we wrote. Didn't we read one? Yeah. Or was it 
Um, you might be thinking like a, one like Crisis DC Crisis on Infinite Earths maybe. maybe. This had for me that said like um definitely had flares of that like it did feel like that kind of big crossover event mm-hmm. where it's kind of very much like that. What year was Crisis? Was it, it was late eighties, right? I don't know. I think so. Uh, I think Crisis was before this because didn't yeah, uh, didn't so. Perez come to Marvel basically to draw something like this like I think there's a story behind that like uh, they brought Perez over to do the art on this book because he was well known for doing Crisis on Infinite Earths and so it's like okay he knows how to do this many people in a panel this many people in a splash page mm-hmm. yeah it, it- Definitely had shades of Crisis on Infinite Earths to me, and I know that this is only one, like it's the core miniseries, but it's just one small portion of like the larger Infinity event. But I would agree, the beginning of this felt kind of drawn out, where it's just like this person, this person, this person, this person. And it was like I don't care, and it's mm-hmm. just Thanos like staring at the universe and mm-hmm. and talking to Miss Fisto. Yeah, and then Miss Fisto, Miss Miss Fisto. Satan. Uh, okay, I'm. Oh, um, okay. You're, it just sounds funny the way you're saying it to me. Yeah. Well, you say it. Cause I, I don't know, Mephisto. Oh, okay. Cause there it sounds go. like he's saying Miss Fisto. Like, uh, you know. Don't assume Satan's gender identity. Well, maybe he is Miss Fisto, and I suppose that would be a Satan-like thing. This to is be. the whole actor-actress thing all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that said, this felt less drawn out than Crisis did, so I kind of appreciated that. Yeah. Especially once things kind of got into it, mm-hmm. like crisis, like, I mean, this goes on the, like the, when the big final conflict is at least two of the issues, it mm-hmm. seems like it is. maybe three. Yeah. I enjoyed the final conflict. I liked, you know, aspects of the first half of it or so, or, you know, just there's little bits of stuff that I thought was kind of interesting. We don't stick with one character for very long, but like, I like uh, the Hulk and Wolverine on the roof, mm-hmm. just having a little yeah, chat. That was, even a, that was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even though it's brief, like I like that. I thought that was good. I, and not not having read a whole lot of Marvel stuff, I like the idea that they're kind of a dynamic that generally they don't get along, and I or they haven't got along, and that makes sense to me. But also, kind of like is the same reason they do a little bit get along at least here. They're so, outcasts. So yeah, the 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 opening stuff that I really kind of like uh get to the point already is uh like the return of. Gamora, Pip, and uh, Warlock. Like, that takes forever, and nobody knows what the heck is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I was... I didn't know. And then even after, they, I was like, wait, what? Why? Well, uh, why? Know, honestly, I don't really... Re- I remember there being a thing there, and then I was like, what's that there for? And then later, it just was gone, and I didn't... Yeah, they didn't know. explain it very well either. Uh, so basically, they escaped from the Soul Gem, and they're being reborn. So you have that whole cocoon oh. thing. Okay. Uh, it like was not clear. Yeah, no, yeah. no. So like the the guy, the old guy that was balding, uh, then the girl that was turning green slowly, and and then the cocoon. Like that was Pip, Gamora, and uh, and Warlock. But they didn't really. I, it must have happened in a tie-in book where it was like blatantly over beat you over the head with it. Uh, this happened. Otherwise, you were okay. just supposed to connect the dots, and I don't think that they had enough dots. Right. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Thanos I found interesting <laughs> yeah. because he's so 
and maybe we can get in, we got into it quite a bit last episode. Maybe we can get into it a little bit later in this one, but he's just so overt villain. He's just wants to do evil. <laughs> he, he wants to if do he evil. If he had a mustache, he would twirl it. And he wants M- Mistress Death or whatever to be his gal. And yeah. those is, that's his motivation. And it's so, I don't know, the whole, the dead, the death thing took me by surprise. I was like, wait, what? This is his motivation? And I, I honestly, I don't understand why she was mad at him, but I'm okay that with the, her being mad at him. Mm-hmm. But I still, I still don't understand why she was, especially yeah, after he did what she asked him yeah, to. I was going to say, it, it never is clear, is it? Mm-mm. No, she says like almost nothing the entire thing. I don't, think, she, anything? I don't think she says anything in this. Which is kind of part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She just gives me looks the whole time, like a woman would. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, must be true. A woman said it. Yep, and women don't lie. Nope. So he he has the power the power glove whatever the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. He has the Nintendo <laughs> the power, power glove. glove. Fred Savage, the, the wizard. It's all it's all tied in. Yeah. And Mac Universe coming up. Uh, yes. <laughs> it should be. Yes. Infinity War and, and The Wizard. Yes. Happening. <laughs> do it. Write it down. Oh, man. Okay. So, yes. Do it. Thank you, Melanie. Mm-hmm. She is going to write it down. His, 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 lo- his little speeches at the beginning were unnecessary. Uh, and I wasn't really on board with him until. Uh, until he like set up that shrine for death and st- tried to like went about trying to impress her, and that stuff I kind of liked. I kind of enjoyed like the turning the one guy into a block and, <laughs> and the ribbon thing, and then like arranging. He was like a teenage boy the, about it. He was like, "No, look, look at all the great things I can do." Yeah, it was so ridiculous. Why and don't arranging you love the planets. me? That stuff was. I mean, it was goofy, but I thought it was kind of fun. And occasionally it would cut, it would, you know, it cut away from that. And I'm like, no, I don't care about whatever squabble over here. Go back to that. Yeah. That was fun. Right. It was. But it was so ridiculous. I couldn't, I just couldn't believe that that was the motivation once. And it gets to it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, really? <laughs> That's what started this? Are we supposed to assume that death is some kind of sadist or something? Because he seems to think that tor- people being tortured and whatever is going to impress her, but I'm like, but she's death, so why would she care about any of that? She wants them dead, you know? Oh, and he was way off base, like, the whole time. He was just clueless. Yeah. And she didn't give him anything to work with at all, Mm -hmm. which is kind of frustrating as a reader because you're just like, okay, well, he's not going to get it, and she needs to give him something to forward this story. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't, ever. But uh, I like that Mephisto was, on one hand, like, helping... Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, kind of playing his own like coy game, yeah. you know, manipulating him a bit. Like and the, it, the whole, uh, uh, well, you're fighting them with with your extra sensory powers, so that's not even a fight at all. Maybe if you got rid that of was them. so transparent. I'm like, yeah. oh, Thanos isn't the brightest crayon, <laughs> is he? Don't go in there, Thanos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I kept waiting. I'm surprised it took like blatant. Like, I kept waiting for Thanos to get wise to. Mephisto, and maybe he did the whole time and was just not concerned about it until he actually made a move. I don't think he did. I think when Mephisto like went after the gauntlet was the first time he was like, what? How yeah, could you? Yeah. Which well, is a and he's, surprising uh, to me. he's omnipotent, though. 
Well, apparently I mean, not. Like, I mean, like they play, they talk about that later on in the book. It was like, well, I knew that this was going to happen because this is how it always happens. They play that time loop thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, well, how come you didn't know then? Hmm. I, yeah. I also, uh, there was like, calling back to the movie, I kept thinking, well, not kept thinking, but for like a split second there at the very beginning of the movie, I thought, oh, they're going to make Loki Mephisto. Yeah, that kind of would have been cool, but... And then it yeah. totally went the other way. So when he gets to the snap, like when he, he finally decides to do it at the end of issue one, um, mm-hmm. what do you what do you think? I, I almost feel like it's more impactful in the book because you yeah, got Spider-Man like swinging over the city and then like he's looking, he's literally like up there looking, doing his whole like pouty, pouty version of Batman. Um and then like half the people are gone and they start freaking out. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Mary Jane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you see like yeah. actual superheroes disappear in Avengers Tower or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I thought it was, I liked that when it did happen, there's not like a big lead up for it. Like, I mean, it establishes that's what he was supposed to do. It's not exactly like that, but take care of like kill off half the population of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or universe, but I like that when he finally does decide to do it, like it's just something he'd forgot about, and he's like, "Oh, okay, oh yeah," and then he just snaps his fingers, and it happens. And it's like this huge catastrophic thing that he just does offhand, yeah, because out of obligation to, like, oh yeah, maybe that's why she's mad because I haven't done this yet. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's how it. That's what Me it was. Too. That's I love that that it's that it's nothing to him really. It makes it so much harsher. Yeah, and and the fact that nobody knew it was coming because. It's always scarier when it's like out of nowhere. I don't think either either the book or the movie spent. I mean, they spent a little time on it, but they didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about what's going to happen when people just disappear randomly. I mean, like some planes are going to crash and this is going to happen, but there's way worse things than that that are going to happen. What if somebody's in the middle of surgery and then they just disappear and, you know, somebody's laying there like all opened up with the scalpel laying on them? No, well, the book and that's I think we even said something a little bit like what if somebody's having a baby. What happens? Do they both disappear or does one of them stay? Oh, my God. Oh. I don't know. We I, we touched on this a little bit last episode, I think. But the book, it doesn't dedicate a whole lot of time to that aspect. They do, do, they do well about when they disappear and it does have impact. But then it moves like so quickly from that to the next catastrophic event mm-hmm. where he like wigs out and has where thanos freaks out and has the the sends the sonic shockwave through the universe and it just i love the like cosmic level destruction stuff but it knocks the earth off earth earth sorry will smith for a moment knocks the earth off its axis (laughs) its orbit orbit yes maybe axis too you don't know okay (laughs) um so you the people don't even really have time to deal with that before more cat more catastrophes happen and they don't even realize, most of them, I think, that that happened because of a couple comments that they have people make there. They're like, it's snowing? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's because you're all about to die. This has the same problem that any, especially big two comic book, but big crossover book like this has, where right away, as soon as it like catastrophic things happened, I'm like, this is all going to be on reversed. Like, mm-hmm. what, that would have been second issue where like, cities are crumbling and stuff i'm like this none of this is gonna matter trump tower gets put under a tidal wave <laughs> you or not you tower a, not tower but uh one of his hotels what was it? yeah trump yeah 
specifically Trump. Like, yeah, that was interesting. (laughs) They destroyed solar systems just to fling them at each other. Mm -hmm. It's kind of not nice thing to do. Even the good guys are doing that, I mean. Once the, like... Celestials? The big, yeah, the big cosmic forces came in. Yeah. That stuff, I like it. I don't know. That stuff, I like how they handle it here. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes down, like, when it comes to for them to fight to where it's this big cosmic thing where they have forces that you can't even comprehend, mm-hmm. I like how the comic book handles it because they don't give you a chance to try to, like, it's not like, these big beings, and they talk up these big beings, and then it's just a fist fight. No, it's like the entire universe just becomes flashing colors and everybody's mm-hmm. just like reeling and like you don't see what happens. And I like that they handle it that way because it's like, yeah, you couldn't – it enforces the idea of like they're so powerful. You couldn't comprehend what they're doing. Yeah. And so we're not even going to show it to you. It's just going to be crazy streaming colors throughout the universe. And I thought that was cool. You know one thing I think they should have done? They should have held back on letting us know that everybody before the Celestials was just like a distraction and they planned on them dying, you know? That, that kind of cheapens it a little bit. I mean, he did hold back onto it till shortly before they went into the fight. But yeah, he should have held on back onto it till after the fight. Mm-hmm. After they were like being defeated. Or maybe when the, when some of some of them had already been defeated and there were only a couple left. And then one guy's chomping at the bit. Then be like, hey, I knew all along this was going to happen. This is the plan. So stop it. <sighs> That's one thing, though. I kind of hate that. I hated that whole thing. Yeah. Where it's just like this one character somehow has all this knowledge, knows how it's going to play out. He's playing the game, but he's not going to tell anybody. Yeah, I don't even really know who that guy is. That's part of my thing, but... Warlock? I don't don't know. Okay, I know his name. No, yeah, I'm just clarifying for the listeners. Ah, I see. But I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about him. I don't know why he would... You'd think maybe like the monitor guy would know a little more. Make him... Give him the gauntlet. He won't get involved. Exactly. The Watcher? exactly the point. Or the Watcher. Yeah. That's why he should be given the gauntlet. But he won't do anything with it. Right. Okay, I see your point, but... (laughs) (laughs) It would make a really boring miniseries. I see your point, because no matter who has it, it's not going to be a good thing. Yeah. Except for maybe him, if he's really not going to do anything with it. Exactly. Which really plays out in the aftermath of the Infinity Gauntlet, but we're jumping ahead a little bit there. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. But, um, whatever. I suspected some things that were going to happen, like... The the gauntlet getting taken from Thanos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, somebody's going to snap it because he's going to try to go all cosmic-y. Well, we, ca- and then we kind of she's going to be the one who nabs it. We haven't even mentioned that Nebula is there. But yeah. Not Nebula, uh, what's her name? Amy Pond that we're used to. Um, mm-hmm. But like... A gross one. Yeah, like zombie Nebula. Yeah. Pretty grotesque. That's yeah. good art, yeah. As soon as he brought her in there, I'm like, oh, she's going to take that away from him. I, I didn't catch it right away, but like once like the fight starts happening, it keeps cutting to like a close up of her. Whereas like up to that point, you're kind of given that she's not totally brain dead. Like she's supposed to be aware, so she's suffering, but mm-hmm. she just doesn't seem with it. Uh-huh. She's just wandering around a corpse, basically. But it kept cutting to like close up of her reaction to stuff, and I'm like, oh nope, she's aware. Things she's gonna. Yeah. Nobody's paying attention to her except for the reader occasionally for some reason. And that's what gave it away. Yeah. I was just going to ask a question and then I realized the answer, uh, you know, like tying into what Nebula does, the fact that she uh, is the one that takes the gauntlet from him when he isn't like paying attention. Like he's too caught up in his own like 
cosmic machinations to uh, realize that he's left his physical body with the physical gauntlet still on it, laying there. Mm-hmm. But uh, Taraxia, the girlfriend he makes for himself despite death. Uh huh. Like I was like, where'd she go? Oh yeah, because when the first thing, well, I don't know if it's the first thing, but like immediately what Nebula does is reverse everything, like make it yeah. go back to the way it was. And so in that case, uh, she'd be gone. She's gone. She was mm-hmm. never created. I did like though that she did that without thinking about the what she where she was. Right. So was she gets turned back into the zombie looking thing. And for a moment, I'm like, oh, did she just really screw herself like that? And then she like is aware enough to like revert her, herself to normal. So, well, she, but she, but the thing was, she was smart enough to say, "But I still have the gauntlet." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that would have been the thing that would have screwed her up. Oh yeah, matter she turns into a zombie if she's got the gauntlet on. That's how she got to be herself again anyway. It's kind of like those, uh, like the genie wishes. Like, be careful what you wish for. He said that too. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And then he tried to stomp on her, and it didn't work. Do you think that they're going to do anything like that when they go to fix the movie that they just made? I don't know. That's that's what I, I was she... kind of hinting at. Do you think that that's the way it'll go? They have Spo- they... wait wait spoilers for spoilers for Infinity War movie. Oh yeah, that's that's proper right. spoiler warning. Yeah, I I don't know. They did make a point of him torturing her quite a bit and and her breaking loose mm-hmm. and not really hit coming into play the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she's gonna. Ha- I don't know if it'll play out exactly like that, but I think she's gonna have a, yeah a, a hand in it. Me too. <laughs> Yeah. And I really hope they do Pun go intended. like... No, yeah. Yep. I'll claim it. I'll claim it. I hope they go celestial with it a little bit. I don't know that they will, but I do too. I totally want to see them make the sky like turn into a cloak and there's a person there. That would be amazing. Oh, eternity. Forever. Yeah. Oh, that would be rad to see that. I like those kind of... As with all characters, Marvel and DC Universe have... They basically have slight variations of the same characters across the board. Yeah. I like when both universes bring in big cosmic beings. They're so cool. The artwork's always awesome. I like the thing they do with a lot of characters where it's like mostly their outline, but like their detail is just like a galaxy, like stars and stuff. Like is, yeah, yeah. so cool. I don't understand some of the characters though, like that love and hate thing. That mm-hmm. was not cool. Some of the characters are lame, but yeah, the cool characters are cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> When the stranger is like, uh, nice try. <laughs> you basically uh-huh. t- stole this idea from uh, DC and then did it poorly. Some, I mean, that is the stranger, right? Like it's the same character, basically. They they call him the stranger. I I mean, I don't I don't know what he does, but I mean, I think the stranger in DC's a little bit different, but he's still most of the time is involved in the cosmic stuff. That's mm-hmm. like he'll when he'll show up, right? Yeah. So yeah. Whatever, Marvel DC has, they have weird stuff going on. They have weird rights things going on. Like Captain Marvel and Shazam coming out the same year. Yeah. Next year. Right. Where they're both technically Captain Marvel. But Shazam is funner to say. Shazam, way more fun to say. Yeah. How about that Doctor Doom? Guy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. We were talking about, like, at least he's honest, right? Like, he, he doesn't hide his intentions at all. No. People call him out, and he's like, yeah. I'm Dr. Doom. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, what do you think? I even did that on the Instagram uh, account. I was like, the Doom abides. He's like, no, yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's in my nature. Yeah. Like, I like that he's 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 not deceitful. Nope. He's just evil. Yep. That said, I just wanted to be like, dude, 
maybe be a little deceitful so that we can avoid this drama. <laughs> yeah. Like this would go better if you didn't help like spur on the drama. And also, I was also like at a certain point, just kick him out. Like he's not <laughs> right. Like at one point they even threatened to like, at what point is this like, are you more counterproductive to being here than not being here? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. But I understand like Dr. Doom's supposed to be, you know, super smart and stuff. So I you don't have they would bring like Reed Richards is one of them that disappeared. So you got to have somebody, I guess. It was I was laughing at the arrogance of Thanos. The arrogance of Thanos. Yeah, cause What's he say? This is the other person. Mephisto. My humble personage bows before your grandeur. I'm proud to be your first acolyte and back, bask in the glory of your divine presence. And and he's like, the moment is this is Thanos. The moment is upon us when the stars must come to realize the absolute truth of your words. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, well, these the Thanos in this and the Thanos in the movie are totally different in that regard. Completely different. Yeah. Well, I mean, the ending, and more than that, the the how they overcome him, sort of, where he goes, I don't know where he goes with, um, what's the one guy's name again? Warlock? Warlock? Yeah. Wherever he goes with Warlock, and they have their little chat, and the guy's like, yeah, you keep losing because you know you're not good enough, <laughs> or whatever, basically, yeah. kind of a thing. Uh, which is a messed up thing to say, but apparently is true, and he comes to terms with it. That, that he loses on purpose. Uh-huh. Subconsciously, at least. That that was great, I thought. I thought that was fantastic, and I thought, you know, the way he took it and then ended up being, you know, sitting there on a farm or whatever, being simple and being happy about it, that I thought was fantastic also. That was the best bit of character work. Yeah. It was like the only real bit of character work for Thanos, but mm-hmm. right at the end. But yeah, no, that was good. I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the reason I like the book, is because of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Makes it okay. Yeah, it really is like such a different character in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like we said last episode, like I think they could have ratcheted up his evil a little bit. I mean, he does evil deeds, but like in Black Panther, where you have a a villain who's not a hundred percent wrong mm-hmm. uh, in his logic, and ultimately is trying to do what he feels to be a good thing, but doesn't mind being evil to do it. But doesn't mind being evil to do it, and like Thanos obviously doesn't mind being evil to do it, but they need to. Th- throw a couple more scenes of like over evilness yeah like instead he, he should have just kicked gamora off the cliff well it, um, yeah yes and no like they kind of drug that a little longer out a little more than i expected mm-hmm. but that did surprise me a little bit that they played on that he does have like he's not just on feeling yeah he does have emotions darn it but maybe Throw in a couple more evil deeds after I, that I, I think just nicks all the bubble nonsense even though it's funny Maybe at least once nix the bubbles. I don't know. Yeah. Just, no, just blow his head off. <laughs> I think they should have gone darkness with it. And uh, he should have been like, oh, no, I can't get the Infinity Gauntlets because I love no one. Well, and that's kind of the way they were playing it. Because when because Gamora starts laughing, she's like, well, yeah. how do you feel now that this is how it ends? Because obviously you're not getting that stone. Mm-hmm. And then she's slow to pick up what the Red Skull had already gathered. Yeah, which I think might be, I don't know how much of that, because if he's, if he's going to have care about one person, I don't see how he could care so much about her and not have any feelings at all about the other one. The other one's a disappointment. That doesn't matter. That doesn't mean you stop loving people. She's a disappointment too. Listen, this guy's got a thing for halves. He's got two kids. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, he doesn't have enough love to go around. 
Apparently. He's got to put it in half of his children. It's not his child, though. I doubt the other one was either. They have to run the gauntlet. Literally. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm just forgetting several things, even though I just read this not long ago. When it comes down to it, I mean, I think we touched on all the major things. We touched on the big catastrophe stuff that happens that's kind of interesting and the kind of goofier aspect of Thanos' motivation and then the interesting character twist with Thanos or character turn, not turn, but development with Thanos at the end. Mm -hmm. As for the heroes, other than a few moments here and there, there's not really much to say. Mm -hmm. Um, They did what we expect them to do, I think. I just really hate that plot divide that, I don't want to say it's lazy, but it is that plot device of like, well, this character knows, but he's going to withhold the information. Oh, yeah. For no reason. I understand why he wouldn't tell everybody because he's sending most of them to their death. Mm -hmm. Silver Surfer, there's no reason he needed to withhold all the information from from the server. Yeah, there is. Was there? He He would be like, no. No, I don't know. Well, he ended up telling him like that aspect before it happened anyway and threatened that and risked that anyway. So I just, I don't like that. I don't like where a character willingly withholds information from the reader just because it's a spoiler for the story. Like Mm -hmm. when there's, you know, that's the main reason he doesn't say is because then the reader would know. Yeah. And that kind of irritates me. You know what kind of irritated me a little bit and I don't know why, uh, what happened to Death? Like, she just bounced as soon as the Celestial Star showed up or something? No. She was around. She uh, was protecting the brother, Thanos' brother. Also... Oh, yeah, she did put him in a she, bubble, She huh? disappeared when uh, Nebula, like, reverted everything to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, once, once everything was reset, she disappeared as well. Um, but then she showed up again when all the cosmic entities attacked. Oh, I also liked when she got the gauntlet and, like, stopped and, like, had Thanos, like, stuck in the bricks or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just liked the conversation there. And Thanos was just very, like, I don't know. He was pretty relaxed through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of inter- interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they were so worried about her being evil because, as far as I could see, everything she did was not evil. Yeah, they were worried about her, like, losing it and... She kind of got her senses fairly quick. Mm-hmm. And maybe if, uh, you know, they didn't have celestial gods attacking her, she wouldn't lose her sh- stuff. Well, she they, I mean, I could see them not wanting her to keep it. But she did okay with it initially. <laughs> yeah. Of course, um, what's his name? Warlock didn't want her to keep it because he wanted to take it for himself. It is a little shady. Well, it is. It, and in the end, uh, like, it doesn't happen in this, but like, spoilers for beyond this. Uh, they basically, they have to go before the tribunal again and uh, the tribunal rules that Warlock is unfit to keep it. Uh, Good. So that's what creates the Infinity Watch and he's forced to basically divvy out the gems. So he keeps the soul gem, which he's basically part of and uh, everybody else, like he he gives Drax the power gem and he gives um, time. I think Gamora had Time Gem. Uh, Moon Dragon gets uh, the Mind Gem because she's a telepath. Uh, Pip, the troll, he gets the Space Gem, so he could just teleport wherever he wants. And then he he like uh, gives uh, the Reality Gem to some unknown person, so that there's at least one that's uh, like totally hidden. Hmm. I enjoyed what's her name, the girlfriend that Thanos. Conjured. <laughs> Taraxia. 
she didn't just disappear. He did not give her the ability to like survive in space. Oh, yeah. So then oh, when him and that's her right. got shot out into space, she died. Right. That I oh, thought that no. was entertaining. That's right. I forgot about I that. I thought that was kind of funny. You'd think that he'd have to do it before because maybe I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but they were on like a, a, tiny a rock, rock in space. I wouldn't think it had its own atmosphere, but I guess I was wrong. A rock in space that Strange had to like conjure a spell so everybody could survive in space to go out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's not even a very big rock, really, if you think space-wise. I guess the oh, they're okay. So the the superheroes when they fight Thanos, mm-hmm. I I kind of enjoyed that bit. I thought it was okay, and the whole time you've got Thanos's brother there, like kind of doing a narration mm-hmm. about how they don't have they have no chance. Oh, maybe there's a little chance. Nope, that chance is gone. There's no chance. Well, maybe there's a little chance. Yeah. No. Nope. Well, the slimmest of chances. It's could, it could this could be it. Nope. Nope. No chance. Yeah. Yeah. And they, <laughs> it sounds I, like it sounds ridiculous, but I did kind of actually enjoy it. Well, they they kept doing that stuff too. Like uh, Thor is about to die, and then he gets his hammer, and he goes back, and then he kills him right away. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. Keeping you on your toes. In the end, though, Thor does get to knock him into like another universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or galaxy or whatever. Oh, I forgot to talk about this when we last episode. Hmm. The freaking uh, new God Axe is awesome. Oh, you like oh, it? Storm, yeah, Storm much rather an, yeah. an axe rather than a hammer. Hell's yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pimp, and he he seems to use it well. He's got a Groot arm. Even though he forgot his lessons from the freaking movie and was not using any of his God powers the whole time. <sighs> That's the thing. Uh, you know what? You got me on a tangent. Uh oh. The whole point, like his kind of character arc in Ragnarok was that the hammer, well, part of it is the hammer doesn't make him who he is. He's not the god of hammers. So, what the heck? What's the point? Also, wasn't part of like Mjolnir, other than the fact that it was made in the heart of a dying star, Mm -hmm. the part of like the part of what made the Mjolnir so powerful is that it was like had a special magic thing from Odin on it. This axe don't have no magic thing from nobody on it. Maybe it's got some magic from a giant dwarf. And why does having the <laughs> axe bring bring him to life? That was some supreme cheese. Yeah. Where he's like dying and then it's like, no, hurry up and get him the axe. What does the axe do? Because his his magic from being Thor got burned into it through the dying star that he had to hold. Uh, the- oh, I don't know. I mean, no, you're oh, probably boy. right. You're probably right. Yeah. But, you know, they do make a big point in ragnarok of like you know he doesn't need it to then mm-hmm. be like he needs it <laughs> yeah no 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 he needs it to fight the yeah, thanos really, yep well if it gives him confidence let him have it although when he did show up mm. in infinity war at the end of the big battle it was pretty i was waiting it was good and i was waiting for led zeppelin and it did not happen <laughs> yeah i kind of i kind of was too me, i would totally was i was like do it do it like i know it'd be cheesy <laughs> But just do just it because it. it was awesome. Coming from the land of the Icelands now. <laughs> yep. See you later, new Doug. <laughs> Man, that movie's so good. That's the director. That's the part that just continually blows my mind is Korg uh, yeah. is the director. Yep. Yeah, I had watched this uh, interview with him. And uh, apparently that's, he's from, is it New Zealand? Yeah, I think so. Yes, also, yeah. it is New Zealand. Okay, I don't want to mix it up. No, he's very much uh, Maori looking. And apparently that's like that accent is like a New Zealand thing. I don't know if it's like they're Southerners. You know how we kind of like will make fun of Southern accents here. Mm-hmm. But that's like a, a local accent that 
apparently is funny or something. I don't know. Mm. But I was just like, oh, well, I don't know anything about the specific accent. I just love the voice and the character. It just works with that a big rock guy that sounds like that. So good. That guy's great. I want to know what else he's doing. <laughs> the Wat, Wat, Watiti something. Something Watiti. I can't remember. Taika? Ta- yes. Yes. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. What We Do in the Shadows was great. Mm-hmm. New Zealand is great. Korg is really? great. Yes. Kiwi is great. <laughs> what what else we got about this? We're we now we're just talking about other about <laughs> we're, we're just talking about Thor Ragnarok again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know I don't know what else to say. Like yeah, I don't know. I okay, so I'll put my bow on it. Uh I enjoyed this story, even though like I didn't know how it was gonna pan out, but I knew it was gonna get reversed. But that's just kind of the risk that's all these big events like in the big two when it's like all these characters are dead it's like no they're not this was like uh 28 this is 27 years ago and these characters are not dead so i know it's gonna get reversed but it is of its time uh the narration wasn't bad like there's a lot of unnecessary stuff at the beginning uh but there was some amusing like the writing wasn't totally stilted it was kind of amusing Mm-hmm. And when things finally were going down, I basically anytime it went to Thanos on that like floating rock, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The other stuff wasn't bad. It's always fun to read crazy cosmic destruction, but it was like okay, yeah, it's not it's not a mind blower. It's not the first time I've read this almost exact scenario. So yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was a fun thing to revisit. I think that it was decent, and I like things where characters are shown their true selves and they can accept it mm-hmm. and if there's any justice in the world though they they will give nebula back her old self because it's really messed up to leave her that way if they do yeah i didn't think about that i will say because i mentioned that you know it reminds me of crisis on a nurse but not as drawn out not nearly as convoluted mm-hmm. I mean, it was a little convoluted but not nearly as convoluted and i actually kind of appreciated that because yeah. crisis whoo yeah, yeah, was a little overcomplicated at times. I think the payoff was better in in mm-hmm. Crisis, but mm. yeah, but as far as a a tight knit story goes, I I feel like this was better for that. And as like just one part of a huge crossover event, obviously there's lots of spaces where they could like it. You just jump into the story. There's obviously a bunch of stuff that happened leading up to it, right? But once we're like once you're there, I didn't feel like I was necessarily missing stuff. Yeah. It obviously left it open to where there could be all kinds of side stuff going on, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel like, and of course I don't know all the Marvel characters, but it didn't feel like I was missing essential parts of the story that I was reading because I wasn't reading on tie-ins. Except, Except Warlock uh, and Gamora and Pitt. Yeah. That part was underdone. That's true. I was Good like, point. what's going on? Unless, yeah. unless I was reading an abridged version of this, but I don't think I was. No, you weren't. No, it just, because I didn't know... It just throws these three characters at you who are not them. Right. They get in a car wreck and then something's happening. Yeah. I, I At first I was like, is this like is part of the like horror series of Swamp Thing right here going on? <laughs> it did feel <laughs> yeah, like Yeah, a that. little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then it took me a long time even after they got back to whatever to realize that that was supposed to be Gamora. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's green, but so what? So is Hulk. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. Right. Oh, the artwork. We haven't really talked to Oh, on the and there's a shift like halfway through or... Somewhere, somewhere in there. Like it goes from Perez to the other guy because Perez came in and he did all that like super, like everybody's here stuff. And then he was like, nah, I'm done. I'm done with this. Well, I I mean, I don't recall 
uh, specific things from the beginning, but the end of it I thought was really pretty mm-hmm. and flowy. And I like that. I mean, I like the comic style. It's maybe it's not classic comic style, but it feels like classic comic style. But that's probably my age because when I was a kid, that 80s comic book style was the style. And this very much has that look still. Well, and there's a lot of the Kirby style cosmic characters. I like the coloring. Mm-hmm. The color was awesome. Yeah. Galactus, his hat is so dumb. I can't stand his hat. <laughs> but man, his colors are on point. Yeah, yeah. He's just a blue and purple. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he looks he looks awesome except for that <laughs> stupid hat. Just take that hat off. There's a lot of detail though. Oh man. Yeah, the, the shots with all the characters but also just like that monument that Thanos is chilling on there's all the mm-hmm. skull detail and all yeah. the crazy stuff like super detailed looks good 25 years makes something classic so oh this is definitely classic yeah so it is classic there you go and this is 91 it felt very 80s to me but 91 like I said is pretty much still the 80s takes a while before you really drift into the next decade takes a while before the extreme yeah, this yeah. Is not part of this but it's it's a, it's an offside but but at least you and I I don't know about Jesse, but you and I are claimed on the internets and, and media by like four different generations. What do you mean? Like there, some people, the, the, you know, when they define a generation as. Oh. So we could be X, Y, millennials, and then there's one other one that I didn't even know existed, but all four of them list us as. Uh, that age, that yeah. year, birth year? Yeah. Yeah, we're in a weird middle spot. Mm-hmm. I've heard people refer to Xennials ex- 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 or something. yeah. Yeah, I'm technically in that group too, but like I, I identify more with the X's, except that mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little more tech savvy than some of the X's. I'm I don't know what ever comes right after that. Yeah, I've never like, I've never really. I'm down. I'm freaking millennial though. <laughs> Problem is like, I kind of don't mind that like the millennial thing. It's just it's the just issue like of the word millennia. No, well I don't know maybe, but it's just. The issue is somebody who was born in like 99, which is, I believe, around the last year or so that they grouped millennials into, is to have a way different childhood than I'd had. Yeah. Somebody with the, anybody born post internet where they grew up with the internet and cell phones, way different. So that's the main thing I feel that separates. Yeah. That's what I was thinking also. They should, they should have like a, a thing that separates this time from that time, like before cell phones and internet were widely used, that's the generation. And then the other ones are there. The only one that is actually clearly like, this is a thing is the baby boomers. Right. And it was some kind of event, you know, that it was a post-war baby boom. We were teens all through the nineties. So appropriately, we don't have a generation. It's just not nothing. <laughs> we're grunge rock. We're like the, um, Yeah. We're the grungies. The crunchies. Uh Yeah, I never felt like a Gen Xer. I, <laughs> I, never feel, like, thought. I feel like that's a callback to the last episode. It's like a foodie, but not a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear flannel or we're not getting it on. <laughs> yep. Mm. Maybe yeah, a, maybe I, a hood not... or a vest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Depends on the vest. Or if you have pants that go like... Super big, like hula hoop big, and then you have giant pockets all the way down your leg. Good cargo. I'm okay with that. Huge too. cargos. I have moderate cargos right now. No, they gotta be huge. Can't even buy. I mean, you can buy those, but I never. I know. Okay, I never had the pants where it was basically a skirt on each leg. Yeah. But I did used to wear them pretty baggy. 
Yeah. I like them. No, no, really. The skirt on each leg was ridiculous, but I was still like, (laughs) how do they do anything in those pants? No, not well. Somebody's like, those are skater pants. I'm like, how did you skate? How are they skating those? (laughs) This is the most (laughs) impractical skater pants. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, no, they just want to look cool or something, but I don't know. For skaters who can't skate, they just like run real small steps and pretend there's a board under there. (laughs) <laughs> that's dumb so dumb it, but the Im- imagery in my mar- my brain is awesome great that's what i wanted like they're like little ballerinas in their tutus hey would you recommend this comic to people uh sure no i would but not to everybody uh, like usual I'd, I'd recommend this to comic book people if you didn't already like comics i wouldn't i wouldn't have anybody read it and superhero comics in particular yeah. Yeah. Like if, Which is most comics, dang it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, fans of superhero comics specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are comics fans that aren't into superhero stuff. Like me. But I still read them. And I wouldn't say, like, just like if you're a Captain America fan, mm, you're going to be underwhelmed by this. But he has a moment. Yeah, it's hard. He has a good moment. People are pointing to that moment in the movie towards the end where like Cap finally shows up and he, like, actually like holds him back for a moment. Yeah. They kind of point to that this moment in the comic because I guess I kind of read past it without thinking much about it. But I guess that's kind of a big moment because Cap is he's a super powered human, but he's not super powered. Yeah, he's not like Superman super powered. And he after seeing Thanos take all these other characters out still like just walks right up to his face. So, you know, it's that kind of thing, I guess. His power is the power of good. (laughs) He proves it. The fifth, justice. the fifth element is the the element of heart. Yeah, <laughs> heart. He gets to have a little He's monkey. A captain Planet of uh, of the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Captain. Yep, yep, yep. Right, we we nailed it. Yep. yep. This review has been successful. <laughs> yep. I think so. I think so. They're all trees. Infi- <laughs> Infinity Planet. Or captain. Then, yeah, captain the, Infinity. Well, War Machine comes out and turns everybody into trees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God, I hope that's uh, how the second movie ends. It better be. <laughs> it better be. Letters page. Hey, send us some e- some email. We'll read it on the show. Letters at grolicspodcast.com. If you want to send us a voicemail or a voice message, you can send us MP3. Also, there's a phone number. Insert here. Insert phone number. I'm not going to. It's just going to be that. And and, uh, leave a voice message. So uh, moving on. Hey, guys. It's the Zigman and Zach Tagus. And when you finish it up listening to this great podcast, make sure you head on over and check out Shotgun Wrestling Radio. That's right. We're new to the EMT Podcast Network. Over at Shotgun Wrestling Radio, we give you the latest news in professional wrestling. That's right. We cover WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and more. Want to know what's going on in the events in the Iowa Independent Seed? We cover that, too, with our pro wrestling calendar. That's right, Dick Ben. Not only do we cover that, but we also have a wide variety of interviews with pro wrestlers, both past and present. All our interviews can be found on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shotgun radio and the number one. We hope you'll take the time to give us a listen and remember to give us a like and follow on Twitter and Facebook at shotgun radio and the number one. This is Jesse. Hey, Sparkles, here's the deal. You want to get back to Grolic's place, Grolic'sburg, Asgard. This has been Randy. I love the power glove. It's so Grolix. This is Melanie. Then we shall make it the Grolixist ending in history.
Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Purple Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast. Or follow us on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. Is there any way to end Infinity War or even Infinity Gauntlet in a way that is not slightly disappointing? I don't know. Because because you don't want everybody dead. Right. But on the other hand, like just to reverse it all, it's a little disappointing at this point. I don't know what yeah. they'll do. I mean, like they'll have to do something with the gems. So they'll have to separate the gems somehow. Everybody just go back. Maybe little- maybe the original Avengers become the new Infinity Watch, and they just like oh maybe maybe they're just spread out amongst the universe, so they're not really dead, but they're they can't ever be back in a Marvel film because they're off making sure that the Infinity Gems are not in play. Sweet paychecks aside, I'm sure some of them are tired of playing those characters. I think the only one that probably still wants to play it is Thor, <laughs> like Chris Hemsworth seems to be legitimately having fun with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now yeah Mm -hmm. like he's finally hitting his stride in the movies Mm -hmm. yeah he's like i can't make me stop now gosh yeah it's finally good it's finally good well what what would you even do you you broke milner so he's got he's got the new war bringer thing yeah but i mean like it's not like a whosoever is worthy can hold this hammer kind of thing anymore it's like I made a hammer for myself. Yeah. It's not a hammer, it's an axe. I made a hammer axe for myself. One side's flattish. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, whatever. I'd still say it's more you, axe you, than hammer. You, you can pound some nails with that. <laughs> yeah, it's got a Groot arm. It's got a Groot arm. Whoso, whosoever can hold this Groot arm without being kind of grossed out? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Hey, wouldn't wouldn't that disappear too? Aw. You're right. Yeah. Wouldn't it? I don't know. So does eyeball. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe. We don't know who the eyeball actually came uh, from. Oh, that's though. true. Uh, raccoon's butt. Boy, it didn't <laughs> grow there. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's like a potato. That was pretty gross, man. Yeah. I was a little bit like, ew. I know it's just a joke, but it grows. Yeah. It's in his eye. Well, I think the good ending would be everybody comes back, but they all have that little piece of death in them, and they all want Thanos because... He was supposed to whatever be their lover, and so they take him with him. Lover, <laughs> kind of like a foodie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think we recorded that foodie stuff. <laughs> so they all go get a piece of him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Bam! It's like that's just it's like zombie old time zombie apocalypse on Thanos. Nobody knew. except they're alive. We have pre shows that are so exclusive nobody hears them. Yep. Um. Well, that's it. I guess we ended the show. Yeah, huh? we did. Yep. Yeah. All right.